the most LSD movie ever stars Mickey Rooney. <laughs> and I'll stand by that. Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. <laughs> It's one fucking hour time. I am Evan Husney, of course. Welcome to the show that where we talk about one movie for one fucking hour. Uh, we also got Tom Fitzgerald in the house, and guess what? It's your birthday. What's going on, Tom? It's kind of my birthday, <laughs> and we kind of make a thing out of our birthdays, I guess. And so here we go again, year two. That's right, year two, birthday, year two. And we got also Mr. Marcus Herring. What's up, everybody? It's not my birthday, but... Not yet. Happy birthday, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. This should be a, a Happy grueling birthday, nightmare. Daddy. <laughs> no, no, there's plenty of time for that. Okay. This, this is going to be grueling, guys. Okay. Be rough. All right, everybody. This is, of course, Tom's birthday episode. And if you're uh, new to the show, we do a little thing here um, every year, I guess now. It's a tradition where uh, whenever it's one of our respective birthdays, we get to pick uh, a film uh, to cover on the show uh, with no pushback from anybody else. It is just <laughs> no notes, no notes. It's just a completely uh, unfiltered uh, pick. That indulgence. We get to, it's pure indulgence what on was the show. Your birthday movie. So my birthday movie uh, was Pin, A Plastic Nightmare. Right. Mm -hmm. They're usually movies that um, under no other circumstance we would cover, uh, other than <laughs> if it's someone's birthday. So I had Pin, A Plastic Nightmare last year. Marcus, you had. I had Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I've heard of it. What is it? Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Again, a movie we'd, we would never cover. And right. Normal. Indeed. That's right. Well, we but but we did our own unique take on Star Wars, the original it was film. good up. Yeah. yeah, it was a great up. And then, Tom, uh, you kicked this all off uh, one year ago uh, around now, this mm -hmm. time now, uh, doing your, your very special birthday episode, which was on... Cracking up, aka Smorgasbord, the 1983 Jerry Lewis film. So uh, that's a top fiver. Our audience needs no intro to that film since it probably comes up more than any other film it does. in history on this on the show. Probably. Oh well, yeah. I mean, for technical reasons, yeah. Uh, there's a little side moment. Moment. Yeah. On there. Moments. But uh, yeah, it's a top fiver for me. Yeah. And uh, I thought. You know, today for year two mm -hmm. of Tom's B Day uh, special. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's do another top fiver, and so uh, so so. What you mean is this is an all time top fiver? This is an all time top fiver for this guy. Wow! Yeah, for big birthday boy. I know. I'm it's a bold statement, but uh, I stand by it. I okay. really feel that way. All right. Wow. Well, we're about to get into it here uh, for Tom's big birthday is episode fifty six of the show, and I can't believe this is real. But we're doing one fucking hour on the movie that Tom brought for his birthday, which is. B.J. Lang oh, presents. God. Can I change my mind? Can, <laughs> AKA. I, can I change my answer? Uh, <laughs> also known as The Manipulator, which we'll get into, uh, from 1971. Um, but uh, shall we Shall we start the hour? Let's start the clock. You got it? I got it. So we're going to do it. I'm going to do it right here on my phone. Here we go. Click. Ock. All right. Okay. First, a little bit of... Uh, background on the film, because I'm sure nobody listening to this has ever seen this movie. Maybe. This is a pretty deep cut, but uh, here we go. So uh, feel free to correct me along the way here. This is my sure. stab at piecing together what this movie is about. Okie doke. Um, B.J. Lang Presents, a.k.a. The Manipulator from 1971, is a lost curio, okay, from the acid-inspired days of indie filmmaking. A tripped-out vision of insanity 
featuring a lead performance by Mickey Rooney, Ooh. who plays a delusional wannabe film director who has abducted a woman that he keeps captive in his warehouse filled of old stage props. Uh, this is mostly a two-person theater piece that is amplified by wild editing, hyperkinetic photography, strobe lights, freeze frames, and every imaginable camera trick in the book. Uh, it's truly an experimental audio-visual experience disguised as a grindhouse genre film. I think uh, I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's a good um, boilerplate kind of Wikipedia yeah. uh, entry, um, yeah. Grindipedia entry. Grind. Um, yeah. All right, but let's let me can I let me kick this off to you because obviously this is your birthday. It's your movie. right. Okay, but um, <clears throat> you know, typically with birthday movies, there's there, there's a backstory, there's a personal journey. Yes, uh, a Martin Scorsese personal personal journey through cinema type of yeah. background with something like this. So, what is your personal journey with BJ Lang. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to be indulgent birthday boy. So, okay. So it's 1980 shit. It's 1988, I think. Mm. And my friend, Matt, shout out to Matt. Mm. Uh, we were into weird films, but I didn't really know, you know, I was so young, you know, we were just kids, kind of high school kids. And we didn't know how to get a handle on all these insane films. I was into it. And like I had cult movie books and stuff, but anyway, he had an innovation. He would get psychotronic magazine from tower records and uh awesome. you know and, and yeah he lived well he lived in manhattan i would hang out with him uh from westchester and he he got psychotronic magazine and he realized that there's all these um weird fly-by-night mail order companies in the late 80s right and one was called cape copy center now the thing about cape copy center is that it had such an uncool name because all the other names back then you know were still like cool and like you know like duded out like video wasteland right you know, and this like is like video ooze yeah. that, that was a company huh? sinister yeah well it's but is this is this like you know like uh at like advertisements in the back of psychotronic yeah, well, let me explain like so, classified yes uh, exactly okay. so they would this guy don metz Jesus, it had Cape Copy Center, which was so uncool sounding and all, and you know, everyone else had things like skulls and like severed heads being held by the hair, you know, for their, uh, you know, in the back of the magazine like mass ads. Head logo. Yeah, right. Yeah. For like, you know, video search in Miami and stuff. It was all like cool, but this guy just had typewriter text in, 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 in um, nonstop text. Like each line would just roll into the other. And so anyway, my so get to get to the point. So my friend Matt was like, Oh, okay. Like he's a pretty sharp guy. And he was like, This is looking interesting. Right. Like well, this guy's on some other shit. And this right. is like still the 80s. Right. <laughs> so he grabbed what he thought looked interesting. BJ Lang presents, because Don Metz of Cape Copy Center was like, this is crazy shit. But I swear, if I had seen that title or even the video um at a video store, I'd been like, I don't know, like whatever. Just, just real, real quick, just to hold on back up mm -hmm. for the audience, like just to contextualize. I mean, at this time, 1988, you're. This is what you guys are doing. I mean, you're going, you're, you are acquiring movies like this through the backs of these catalogs and deep diving. No, no, no he started. I, I didn't even know. I didn't okay. even know that that was a thing. And like, oh, okay. And the beauty is that he was like, he just went and did it. Like he got a psychotronic and he went, wait a minute, these crazy people are selling fly, you know, fly by night VHS dubs. And this guy looks real interesting. Cape copies. And this is you pre being ahead. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I just liked, I had the cult movie book. It's like, you know, Encyclopedia, Psychotronica. Right. Okay. Like I was a real novice and he was too. It's just, he did this other layer depth, you know, of depth. And I was like, oh, I like this. So anyway, he got, <laughs> he got like six movies, right? From Don Metz of Cape Copy Center. Okay. So I, I, I roll over his house because I would just crash at his place in, uh, uh, you know, the west side. 
And uh, he's just like, hey, I got this one. BJ Link presents. And I was like, I don't know. Like, okay, BJ Link presents. Yeah. yeah like, 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 yeah, sure. All right, whatever. Because we were looking at like the worm eaters or like schoolgirls in chains. And I was like, okay. Like the titles were adding up in my mind. So anyway, he put, I'll get to the point. He, he puts on BJ Link presents. And he doesn't know either. He's like, I just got them, he was saying. He's like, let's take a look. He got like six of the tapes. And we're both like, and I remember the first moment that's big for us, because we were just curious. Actually, my friend was like, Matt was like, I like the slow motion rain and the moody music. Yeah. In the very beginning with the credits. The but then we dope, both, actually. yeah. But then, yeah. But then we both looked at each other like we we're on a fucking roller coaster ride. Like we were like, oh, like when, <laughs> when that scene comes on and he's going, Chattanooga Choo Choo. Chattanooga Choo Choo. And he starts screaming and he runs out of his chair. And there's a naked middle-aged couple in white body paint. Yes. Uh, strobe lights on everything. Strangers, flash cuts of grotesque faces, and loud, aggressive synthesizer music. All right, all right. And we really looked at each other like, whoa, whoa. You know, like um, like weird science guys or something. Right, like, right. Whoa. And we were just like, holy shit. Wayne so broke. then, so then we watched and we were like. Wow. Like in all kinds of ways. Wow. And we'll talk about it. But then I remember, this is me. This is like, he was like, yeah, I was fucking dope. But the next day I crashed his house and, and I woke up and uh, I woke up before him and I just, I had put it on again. <laughs> like, it was like, you know, like 10 a.m. And I was like, oh, man. I just want to check uh, this out again, man. <laughs> like, what? I want that feeling again. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it was cool. It was good, you know. And he loves it. But it was just like, I was like, uh, uh, again, you know, because I was so haunted by it. We were really stoned, of course, too. So anyway, that's the beginning. And so I don't really have much to say. It's just like, uh, it was, oh, it was very mysterious for me. And, uh, you know, it's a very obscure film. It was called The Manipulator on VHS, and that's what he got a bootleg of. So I'll, I have one anecdote for it. Well, I would always proselytize to you guys, to, for the show, to everybody yeah, I know who's yeah. ahead was like, fuck with this movie. Yeah, yeah Buddy it's one G of the first movies you mentioned to me. Right, Buddy G. Oh, really? You know, I was like, fuck with this movie, right? When Mickey Rooney died. Anyway, I have one anecdote, and then I'll move on, about how it's been webbing through my life. Okay. So it, um, uh, a few years later, me, Matt, and this other bunch of crazy friends of mine were looking through the uh, the weekly paper. There's a, I was in San Francisco at the time, the, the San Francisco Weekly. Yeah. And we're just going through it like, ah, what are we going to do? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Bands playing. <laughs> and then we go, Mickey Rooney is at this bookstore, yo. Oh, like BJ shit. Link's at this bookstore. And we're BJ like, Lang. where is it? It's like, oh, that's down the, well, when is it? It's like, oh, it's today. Oh, it's right now. <laughs> like, but it's like it would we would it would have taken too long and we wouldn't have probably made it. So we we're like, I this happened. This is reality, what I'm about to say. I call up Booksmith on Hate Street. Nice, of course. And I go, I don't know what I was thinking. We're all stoned. I was stoned 100 percent back then. So it's like, <laughs> hey, and I took on an accent like uh, hey there, hey, is Mickey still there? And and this very nice woman at the you know, worker there, she's like, Oh yeah, Mickey, Mr. Rooney's still here. Yeah, it's been great to have him. And it's like, man, oh live, you tell him that this is uh, his old friend from Nevada City, and I was hoping to make it out, drive over and say hi. I put on more of an accent, like, come on now. Mickey Rooney, darn it, I missed him. Well, I'll have to see him again around the bend in Paul Springs or something. I was making up all this bullshit. Oh, my you know. And God. she was like, okay. And I was like, you know what, though? Just, just tell him 
I said, hi, just tell him BJ Lang said, hey, buddy. And she's like, and, and she's going like, okay, hold on. BJ Lang says hi. Oh and she, I'm going to absolutely give it to him. He's right over here. Oh, so, my anyway. God. So you fucked with Mickey Rooney? Yeah, I did. I trolled Mickey oh Rooney. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like 92 or something. Like that, 1992. Oh. So uh, you're welcome for that one. That That is a thing that existed on Oh, my God. So, Marcus, yeah. you... So, you know, obviously going back with Tom, you know, on this, this is a movie that he shared with you. He actually, this was, you know, I'd only recently heard about BJ Lang Presents. I think while we were, we were doing another show. During the cast times. Well, we're well, just doing a one fucking hour episode and you drop BJ Lang Presents. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck oh. that is. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. And then, and then you, so you, but you have a personal history with uh, it, with him? Yeah. Not, not, like, not a very deep one, but it was one, an early one that Tom mentioned to me. And I think yeah. when I met him, you know, uh, I didn't, uh, I knew he's a, a super head on movies and I oh, like yeah. obscure stuff, but like, it's just, just no competing with this guy. So. No, not at all. Um, you know, so it's one of the first movies he recommended to me, you know, like <laughs> if you go, if all. you go, you know, like, I, I don't know, I'm just into like whatever weirdo cinema, but he's like, go check. He's like, oh, you, you want to see something weird? Check out BJ Lang presents. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, the good stuff. Right. You right, know? right. I got the inside track on, right. on the realness. Right. So I went home and watched it and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, pretty, I don't know if we're even emphasizing enough like we're, we'll yeah. get there well i mean we're definitely gonna I'm, get there guys just hold on like everybody strap in <laughs> you know because we're gonna get into you know because odds are you've never seen it right but we're really gonna get into the nitty-gritty on what makes this movie fucking insane but marcus continue yeah please. i don't know if i appreciate i appreciate it more this time watching it through the first time <coughs> Tom, there's, there's interesting set pieces but the first time I, I watched i could all i could see was like bad tv lighting you know, sort of a putrid, TV movie, uh, TV movie lighting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of a putrid yellows and browns. It's like there's like yeah. two tones in the movie. So what's the problem? And uh, <laughs> and, and Mickey Rooney soliloquy mm -hmm. for two like ten for minutes an hour with a right. lots of Cyrano de Bergerac. Right, right. Yeah, right. It's like nose. fifteen minute chunks of him and soliloquy. Yeah. <laughs> problem was, <laughs> yeah. right. but but, but uh, yeah. So I couldn't see past it that that time. So. Uh, yeah, I realized I was not cool enough for B.J. Lang the first time. The first ready. time, yeah, yeah. You weren't but, ready. But you know, now I'm a little bit older, a little wiser. Yeah, and I found more of appreciation for it. Can I say you identify more with B.J. now? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but so for me, it's like uh, I, I'm watching this for the first time a few days ago. That's so interesting. Okay, I, wow. I don't know. You never saw B.J. Lang before. No, no. He's saying like he never even heard. It. I never even heard yeah. of it. I have no idea what this it's is. Funny, you know, like this is god damn. No, oh, you've heard of the manipulator. No, 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 no. Stop. That means that means it really is that obscure. <laughs> no, it's I've oh, never heard of this movie shit. at okay. all, and so I'm watching this. And just for quick context, uh, I was with some friends uh, two nights ago. One person was gearing up to write an article about this new film coming out called Skinnamarink. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of this, uh -huh. which is a low budget hard art film that's now being like embraced by the zeitgeist for some reason and made almost two million dollars at the box office. It just makes no sense at all. It's just one of these random things that's really catching steam. So we watched that movie, which is like- Oh, you, you know, watched that Yeah, first. well, we watched, yeah. So it's like Fine. super Maya Darren, Stan Brakic inspired hard art experimental <laughs> filmmaking, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I mean, it had moments, but it was also like, okay, you know, where's the fast forward button a little bit? Just a little bit. And then okay. <clears throat> we're like, well, I got this other thing, guys. 
if you want to check out this other thing. <laughs> and so we put on as a double bill. Wow. Be the Jay Lang presents, and then we all turn to each other. And I mean, just so so the context of like coming off of a hard experimental mm-hmm. film going into this movie, which really plays like an experimental film. Uh, BJ Lang, yeah. Yes, yeah, BJ absolutely. Lang does. Absolutely. And then we're just like, oh, fuck, yeah. You know, <laughs> really? Because, okay. Well, because... Well, High the first, fives. Well, yeah. Were you, yeah, on the, yeah. you were on the roller coaster. Like, yeah, like, no, we were. Whoa. Whoa. Because <laughs> the first 10 minutes... <laughs> that is, literally happened. The, yeah. Like, like, but, we but looked the, at each other. But the first 10 minutes really delivers with, like, crazy yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. the crazy cutting, and you're like, what is this? And, yeah. like, there's a woman trying to and yeah. screaming. And, of course, there's awesome synthesizer, like, the synthesizer soundtrack, which I'm sure we'll talk about. We'll get about. into it. Gil Malay of... Uh, Shout who out. done a dramatist strain at, right then. You oh know. really? Oh, yeah. Shout out this, the score, everything. So it just it just was like we were in the perfect headspace. That's great. That's good yeah, to know. Yeah. Were you guys weeded out or? Uh, a okay. little you weird. don't have to. No, 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 no. We were. But I think I think it, it goes well the with the context of the, uh, when you watch the film does matter. I think. Yes. Of yeah. course. Uh, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that happened for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you can't get it on Redbox and bring it home. Redbox and watch. You it. got a little. I'm glad you got a little uh, roll, uh, on the roller coaster. Yeah, we, we did. We That's did. Killer. For sure. So anyway. Well, anyway, yeah. Let's let's cut to the quick here about like what is this film? Yeah, so what the hell I, is I have an opening um, sort of like chunk, as I call it, about like uh, <clears throat> I guess a lar- I guess I always wind up doing this larger cultural context bullshit. But I, I'm uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is I, I associate it with. Uh, I'll make an uh, uh, like it's a there's a parallel example of the mm. kind of thing I'm talking about. Sure, uh, and I'll set that up and then get into why, why I'm bringing it up. Okay, so Chubby Checker. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> That's where we're starting. Wait, is, yeah, is okay. That his acid album. Yeah, hold on, Jesus. So Chubby <laughs> Chubby Checker is known for the twist, like let's twist again, like yeah, we yeah, did yeah. last summer. So all all good, everything's cool. Not unlike sort of like you know fresh faced Mickey Rooney making like Andy Hardy movies in the forties, like right. everything's fine, everything's nice, let's have a good time. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, so then Chubby Checker, what's he doing around the time of B.J. Lang? He did an album with songs called like Stoned in the Bathroom. <laughs> wow. And <laughs> Goodbye Victoria, which is like this kind of like like big Whoa. like prog statement kind of epic. Oh cool. So he did uh it's not like you know like mind-blowingly like you know it's not like brain ticket that band or something. Yeah. It's not like Ooh. not that far. Yeah. Sure. But I'm just saying it's it is chubby checker. <laughs> right. And he's like stoned in the bathroom. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is like um what I've always responded to partly with BJ Lang is like specifically the casting of Mickey Rooney and how um you know uh like it's an example of of a thing where I'm assuming that a lot of uh, middle aged people at the time yeah. were trying to get with it. Yeah. So they're they're not baby boomers and they're like hitting forty or whatever in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. So they're doing um, they're literally doing all kinds of therapy to like purge their soul. So mm-hmm. they're doing like spiritual guidance and mm-hmm. est and um, and literally LSD. And like, you know, getting divorces and stuff like that. And then like doing a lot of intense um, <laughs> psychotherapy where it like, you know, like like ego washing, ego right. breakdown stuff where they're like screaming and crying during the therapy sessions. So that's, and, and so I, I think the, the, the anecdotal, the shorthand for me is always that scene in The Simpsons when Krusty the Clown, they do like a, a, a f- classic reel, you know, of like Krusty moments. And he's singing the doors like, break on through. And he's on his back. Yeah. He's going like, <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to Krusty who's watching the reel of his history, <laughs> yeah. you know, on TV. Yeah. And he goes, what was I on? Right, you know? right, right. So. Right. Like um, not remembering that at all. That, yeah. yeah. Generational kind of clash right like the, the the older generation catching up to the younger one well not even catching up they're just they're or trying they're to. running with it and well, like, they're like in over their heads immediately yeah. well it's also but, like total like 
a weird kitschy slice of Americana that goes way wrong. You know, like you know, taking out of that context and into a totally weird acid. Well, I, I think they have like maybe like if you're 20 and you're yeah. blowing your mind out on acid, you know, you don't have all this uh, baggage. But if you're 40, right, you're yeah. like, right, you're true. like, and you're like, twist, Bad trips. you know, like you're 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 tripping balls. It's like, uh, yeah. like you're just going through like layers of like, oh, the first divorce, ah, <laughs> you know, it's like whatever, you know, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. I hate my my you know uh, my life. I hate my life. Basically, it's a hate my life kind of thing. Other than just like, right. let's look watch the sunset, you know. Right. So so that always amuses so me. So why? Are, yeah. So, but so related so, so, to the movie. Yeah. So yeah. so well, I mean, so you've got uh, well. For, I want to also say another thing. There was a mythology at the time that me and my friend Matt had about this movie was we looked at the end credits and we're like, who the fuck made this? Mm -hmm. Like, what? That's a big question. And you see yeah. the the director credit and it says Yabo. Yeah. You know, Y-A-B-O, Yabo Yablonsky. Yeah. And I and I went immediately, I immediately went. That is not a real person. <laughs> yeah. That is a, not a real name. And I went, Mickey Rooney. That is Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney wrote and directed oh. this. This is my theory. Mickey Rooney wrote and directed this mm. under a pseudonym because it seemed so personal. Like, like I was just saying a minute ago, like, yeah. I'm screaming at my divorce right. in a handful of naked people at a group therapy session. You know, like, and I thought this is all Mickey right. straight up and down. And then he would really be BJ Lang, right? Right, yeah. Be. No, but it, I thought, like, this is not... There's no Yabo Yablonski because the name sounds it's retarded. It's so weird. It's like, yeah. excuse me. It's, it's, it sounds ridiculous. Like yeah. Yabo Yablonski. Right. Like that sounds like a this weird bad, made bad up. name. Yeah. But uh, plot twist, that is a real person. There is a director named Yabo Yablonski. He passed away. Swerve. He made a bunch of other movies. He did a documentary about Willie Nelson yep. in the mid-70s. He's a real dude. Right. And so that's not Mickey Rooney. So, right. So that's weird. But back to the point, it, it, I, I'm sure, and I have wondered this, what level uh, was Mickey Rooney um, influencing the project? Because mm -hmm. it's weird to think he isn't running the show he because has to be a huge part yeah he must be a huge part of it yeah, yeah exactly because because the life of this thing is it was a short story written by some hack actor and then it was taken over by yaba yablonski who wrote and directed it but then mickey rooney came in uh and i don't i wonder if, if they considered anybody else for casting right you know i don't i don't know i don't know there's very mysterious still well, people don't have any information on this film everybody's dead right who's involved right exactly you know? it really does feel like something that's completely just like materialized into existence at least for me like what? Where is this coming yeah, from? What the fuck yeah. is this? So, so basically, this movie, plot-wise, is pretty simple. I mean, I outlined it at the top of the show, but mm -hmm. you basically, it doesn't give you any sort of uh, backstory, orientation, or backstory. Yeah, I thought about that today. Of how, of how these two characters in this movie um, are in this situation. So let me just explain it for the good folks at home. So basically. You, you mentioned the opening scene with the rain, which is awesome. And you have this, you know, Mickey Rooney is walking slow mo in the slow motion rain. He goes into this alleyway, then he gets into a freight elevator, and the freight elevator takes him up to um, this giant studio warehouse room where all these dusty old props are Very everywhere. Culver City kind of place. Yes, exactly. And then we find that there's a woman who's, you know, he's tied, has tied to a chair. And you sort of don't know what his deal is. Is he like really, uh, because he, he's pontificating that he's a famous director getting ready to make his next like big opus or something, right? That's the idea. But he's you shouting directions at mannequins. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, he's yeah. like, let's move, uh, stage left, uh, yeah. move those, the key lights over here. And then yeah. it cuts to a mannequin in the movie just going like, 
you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of movie. <laughs> but, but like you, you, you don't know if he is really anybody like in Hollywood. Is yeah, he, I was thinking, is he a Sunset Boulevard? A, he, well, that's the thing. My the right. notes, the notes for this film are often Sunset Boulevard meets The Collector, which Perfect. was a big film back then. Of course. Look it up, maybe yeah. mid '60s film about a guy who collects women uh, like butterflies. Right, so right. it feels oh, like a hybrid. My theory has been that he was definitely somebody because he's having sort of Hollywood Babylon nightmare recollection, uh, uh, you know, um, 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 memories oh, yeah. that are coming Callbacks. to him. So I think that he right. was totally in the business, not unlike Mickey Rooney He's was. got the makeup skills and stuff. Yeah, and he knows the lingo. He's like, you know. Yeah. You know. But it was also kind of like, I also thought, shout out to an episode we did just a few weeks ago. I was like, was this also like a weird Rupert Pupkin scenario as well too, where he's an aspirational uh, who knows? Person who's super demented, and because he obviously went out, kidnapped this woman, mm -hmm. who he, in his delusional mind, in the state, whatever he's in, in this acid state he's in with this movie, <laughs> yeah, he, she's going to be his star in whatever production this is going to be. <laughs> And there's this just constant back and forth and monologues and soliloquies of <laughs> this, this, what is it? Cyrano? Is that the idea? Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah. So that's the, that's what he's channeling or? That's what it, he presents. Hell yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that's what, uh, she's the star of his production of, of Cyrano. Cyrano de Bergerac. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which was, uh, you know, there's film adaptations. I, maybe there was a stage production of it originally. That, yeah. That, he that, definitely the, was in the business. He's got the huge, like. Uh, prop department, and he's got, right. he's got all the costumes. Right. Mm -hmm. He's got the sticks. You know, it's like a it's a nice pair. He's of, everything. He's got a nice set of sticks there for the camera. Yeah, and all the lights. He's got big fat like Klieg lights and stuff like that. So, right, but the thing is, in a way, <laughs> I'd like to just say like, uh, but we're not given anything in this movie ever of what the situation. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's the plot, <laughs> which is very skeletal and right. very sort of you know like a, yeah, uh, like a. Almost it's kind of like it, it goes like, whoa, crazy, insane fucking trippy dream, fever dream, overload, long monologue, right. crazy fucked up, insane, right. hacked up. Set pieces. Set pieces. Yeah. And, there's yeah. like, and there's like six set pieces yeah. or something. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing. I, I just, to uh, maybe get in the weeds, I, I had one note, like for anybody who's, because the thing is, this film starts strong, roller coaster, and then like <laughs> there is a drop off because it does yeah. slow down, which I still find somewhat compelling, mm -hmm. where he's just like uh, being very pretentious and kind of like performing in a weird way to her, ironically, his right. performer, you know, about, and, it's, and, and I think the film is less pretentious than the character's pretentious, but it does calm down, quote unquote. Yeah. But then I, I would always say to people like, right around the corner, something very fucked up is coming. Yes. And you'll be like, ouch, you yeah. know? And, and, and it gets, it actually accum accelerates and Wait accumulates um, as it goes on. The second half of the film is almost all insanity, uh, oh, yeah. so to speak, like hard insanity. Oh yeah, totally. And, and we're not, and let's maybe talk about it more for a second. Like, I, I think I just rewatched it today again. I haven't seen it in years, but what I really responded to was like, okay, it's kind of campy. There's like this really huge scenery chewing hammy performance by uh, Mickey Rooney. And uh, that definitely, you know, and that's mm -hmm. sort of fun, but I also feel like he's doing a pretty good performance. But, but when I'm, the thing that got me was the film is great as far as technique. And it's and what I was thinking of, it's very considered, and there's lots of killer choices. And you know, I was mentioning this before, but like, like the the way the party uh, unfolds is a party dream sequence. Yeah, it's like a satiricon esque yeah. overload. Yeah, 
like because, indulgent. Because the thing is, it's a movie with basically two people, but suddenly the the the, the setting yeah. is full of tons of people, and right. they all look like really crazy freaks. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, who are these people? There's no one in the credits on IMDb, you know, for this party sequence. But anyway, all I'm saying is like the technique, yeah. and then I'll open it up to you guys. It's sure. just like. Like um, it's your birthday. It's like unfolding very subtly. I was really paying attention to the to the to the choices and the especially the sound design. Oh yeah, it's like really baller. Yeah, and then like uh, and then the editing is really wild, but it's all still considered. And they're building a mood where it's like like there's rising synthesizer, like and then there'd be like yeah. like like um whispering like like what and then cutaways to like random strangers faces and it's like like it's all very considered they weren't just like goofing around and like that looks weird throwing the strobe light and go Bleh. Yeah. it's like um it's like not storyboarded exactly but it's very much Felt. considered yeah and i was really appreciating that that there's uh, sure. A method to the madness, and there's some serious technique going on. It's cool wide-angle lens too, in that absolutely that makes, it, that, that makes it feel like absolutely just like totally what the fuck. It feels like drugs. It also, feels the like shot cuts, movies on drugs. The shot and, and and just yeah. and I'll up to you guys, but like the sound, the shot cuts. Just for example, would be like a mannequin horse. Like er through yeah. through like a fisheye lens, like er, you know, for like like half a second, you know, like er, with a corresponding synth, like you know, yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. that kind of movie, yeah, like and out of nowhere, and it has nothing to do with anything, right? But it adds to the mood of it all, right? I guess it's like foreshadowing or something when it cuts it all. It's a it's got tons of taxidermy in this movie, but yeah, all those little oh, shot yeah. cuts are like foreshadowing of the acid that's going to happen. You know, it's it's weird. I don't understand like what the intended market what was the intention of the filmmaker mm. like, did they did he expect this to be like uh an art didn't see, it's kind of sits in a weird world where yeah, it's not I quite know. an art house film i know it's got this big hollywood actor i know so it's like did they want expect it to be a hit or did they want i mean this is what what did they well, want from this movie can i add to the confusion about this film sure is um like I didn't know until the past few years with the innovation of like newspapers.com, you know, like microfiche film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, winding up, you know, like you can just look at it online, sure. which is, you know, only in the past few years you could do that. Really. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, me and a bunch of people, <laughs> you know, were obsessed with this film, looked it up and it played only really ever in a double feature with a film called The Cult which is a Manson family oh, film. So weird. That, so think about what the distributor's thinking of BJ Lang Presents. Right. It's like, Brando. this right here, this would be perfect with the cult and then the Manson girls and yeah. Charles Manson like killing people. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like no. sure. I mean, yeah, in a way, okay. But you're right. It's like, it never was an art house thing. It is sort of a pop thing, but I'll, I'll, there's one other thing I did just recently, because this was very mysterious to me and it's, it's still mysterious, but like I looked up the crew and the crew, like um, people involved, were involved in like Easy, like uh, an uncredited Easy Rider editor was the editor of the film. Well, she's from Easy Rider, the, right? The, Luana and and yeah, the, the actress. Um, yeah, but uh, but what I'm saying is like all these people, a lot of people were in experimental sort of underground circles yeah. who made the film, but also yeah. documentary people. Yeah. And so anyway, it's it's a very long hair kind of um, behind the scenes project. Yeah. But then it does have this eight, you know, like failed old pop star, but it never wound up connecting with long hairs. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I always think, hey, like what would crazy hippies have thought back then? They would have maybe been like far out, man, but they probably never had a chance because it was marketed as exploitation. Art house people never, ever got a chance to even consider it. Well, you know what it feels like? It really feels like, um, like, 
at its inception, it, it would appeal more to like a like an off off Broadway yes. avant crowd who would who would appreciate probably Absolutely. the like a two person play of that theater of cruelty right like, yes of the latter twentieth century totally but like that crew like got together with some experimental film crew right and they mishmashed ideas that's pretty much what happened that's probably what it is but it's but it, you're talking about like like who is this for and uh yeah no, like I, like lsd hippie freaks didn't see it and, I, and I, my headline is about that just little thing is just like the most lsd movie ever stars mickey rooney <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll stand by that no it, yeah. it, it is well yeah, go ahead. I think that the the audience probably wasn't considered in a way like no. it's, it's this it's this project from the project the director he believes in it passionately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mentioned the off off Broadway. We were looking this up earlier, and I, Tom yeah. I'm sure knows this as well. But like th there actually was a play. Yeah. Of this and, and that started kicked off in the late well, 80s, they tried right? nineteen. Well, no, it happened in nineteen eighty six. I think Yabo like thought, hey, this has got oh, yeah. legs uh, in the theater world. And they did a theater adaptation in 1986 here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, here's a little note. And then, and then later, like a decade later, they did it again. They tried another yeah, adaptation. The, the 2010s. The, yeah, they were really? Yeah. Maybe we should. I think um, we should do it. Maybe. I think that's what you we're could do it. You could be BJ. Well, I think like, uh, you know, maybe. the, the, end, the <laughs> end. I'm good anyway. Like when there's like, she stands up and there's like clapping, you know? Yeah. I think that's what he thought was going to happen. You know, like I think that Ooh. he thought the director in a way, he is B.J. Lang because he's outside yeah. of the system. Yeah. He believes in this mm. project. Nobody else does. He's trying to force yeah. on everybody. He can That's only a good get, point. Like, other people to get involved right, in it. Right, you know? right. And then I think at the end, he thought everyone was going to like stand up and clap for him. You know, well, it is. You know, I will say, defend him. The, the, the thinking of that is, it is very bold. As we're saying, like, and again, I mean, okay, the the sound is incredible. The sound design, but then also the score. We were talking earlier, Gil Malay, who had just right then done Andromeda Stream, which was like a, a very fundamental founding kind of uh, synth score for movies. You know, uh, the soundtrack came out. And this is like the next thing he did was BJ Lang Presents. And it's an outstanding score. Well, it's not just hardcore yeah. prog rock synthesizer. It's also like really nice, spooky, moody jazz. Well, too. it has like a quality. It has a theme. There's a whole yeah. world in the score. There's a whole full score. I was thinking like, uh, I don't know, like like a craft work sort of vibe with like the, oh, you know, like, cause like yeah. <laughs> that sort of sound just comes out of nowhere. Like when he's flipping out right in that first 10 minutes or whatever, yeah. it's incredible. You're like, oh, this is what we're getting in store for. Right. But I know what you're talking it about. Is early. The, the sped up slapstick. Oh yeah. Which is actually also the last thing you see in the film. Yeah. Like this film is very prankster. The, the credits happen and the last thing they're like, hey, fuck you people who watch this movie. Like, you know what you're going to look at? Is Mickey again with hardcore fast synthesizer <laughs> yeah, yeah. and him doing sped up my, like yeah. mimicky goofiness with a broom. That's the and one. then it's like, fuck you, the movie's over. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what? Also the slate, there's a, a slate that, that BJ Lang has in the film. Yeah, right. And it says like, you know, on the slate, scene 666. Yeah, of course. Like, like it's a lot of prankstery yeah. thing. And I feel yeah. like there's long-haired freaks who are behind the camera. Right. And right. uh and in post. Yeah, on IMDB know? it says uh it says wheelchair courtesy Frank Zappa, uncredited. Well, no, okay, so I looked this up, right? Does it really say that? Yeah, well, there's this <laughs> thing. That, well, it it just totally does not work because <laughs> the film came out 
like the same month that he got injured and wound up in a wheelchair. Who? December 1971. Zappa? It, it, there's a rumor, I don't know where it started. It's a little bit online where it says that the wheelchair used in BJ Lang Presents <laughs> with, with, with the actresses in was like, oh, that's, uh, you know, like they got that after um, Frank Zappa didn't need it. He used to run around on it. And I'm like, okay. And then I wow. looked it up tonight and it's wow. like in December 1971, he gets injured in uh, London. Uh, and then he gets the wheelchair. And then the film came out in December in New York with the wow. cult. So that's that is the most random oh, misinformation. Just, I know. Ever I love BJ online. math. You did some BJ math. Yeah. And um, where did that even come from? Right. You know. Yeah. If I can, just real quick, I wanted to circle back to the. We were talking about how it, it, it was tried to. It was they were going to reboot BJ Lang presents as a as a theatrical production in the eighties. I just had a quick note <laughs> that's paired with that, like a little trivia on BJ Lang yeah. presents, which is. In a 1970 Baltimore Sun interview, Rooney mentioned the um, r recently lensed BJ Lang Presents. I, so this is, they just filmed it. <clears throat> I've been in a lot of stinky pictures and some that were not so bad, but this is the best picture I've ever made. This is my best work. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Which is awesome. Which might be true. Yeah. Because yeah. in defense of the film and of yeah. Mickey, is, uh, it's a powerhouse performance. And I was yeah. watching it today thinking, how is he? Like, just taking a step back, objectively. <laughs> yeah, like, like what, what do we got here? Because he's very hammy and he's going crazy. But it's, it's, an, it's a remarkable performance in a way if you just, you know, are kind and generous to him. It's like he exhibits every emotion possible. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that he really put his heart and soul as an actor into it. Sure. And he gave everything he had and then some. Yeah. And so, I don't know, kudos to him. Yeah, you know? sure. And it's yeah. it's very, uh, it's very fearless, <laughs> you know. Sure. And, 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 and it's like, it's very hard trusting. to be so vulnerable and to put yourself, he went to the edge and fell off. The director put a lot on him. He has to carry the whole movie. The, the woman he's acting against gives him like, doesn't give him that much to go on. And plus he has yeah. to be silent a lot of the time. Yeah, well, So yeah. He, he does, yeah. he has a lot of responsibility and he does a decent job. Okay, it's a little over the top. I think the, I don't think he's the problem, even though his, his performance can be perceived as being over the top, certainly. Yeah. Um, but part of it, I think it's just the choice to like have those long monologues and the dialogue itself is like so forgettable. Like I, you know, I just, I can't even think yeah, of what yeah. he's saying for most of it. So it's just kind of like psychobabble. So I know. it's not really his fault. Can't, he's giving it's, it his all. Well, it's it's very arched, like a kind of uh, experimental theater kind of. Uh, it's not film dialogue. It's not yeah. realistic dialogue. They're not talking to each other. It's like statements are made. Yeah, you know. And he's probably improving some of it too, because he's all of a sudden going to the Chattanooga Choo Choo, Johnny Twenty Nine. Maybe. Screaming. Let's just because we're we got prop screaming. We got about. <laughs> I, I know there's that. <laughs> just because we got about twenty five minutes uh, left on the oh clock. Oh God. I know. Here we go. I know. Uh, I think it's a good time to start getting into just some of the set pieces. Uh, I agree. Because there's some fucking set there's some doozies. Pieces. Let's 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 can I let's ride to the sunset with that. Okay, can I can I start with one? Because mm -hmm. it is kind of like uh we've talked about the first 10 minutes being pretty killer. Um, as far as like just a you know, weird cultural curio AV experimental, you know, what the fuck. But uh the the scene I think where you're really like for the first time, <laughs> what the like I know what you're gonna what, say. You know what I'm saying, right? Like this is holy shit. Same, same is, here. Is 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 a is a hardcore reveal. So you kind of once you once you were with the the female character, uh, what's her name? Carlotta. 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 Yeah. So once you're kind of with her, you kind of understand. Okay, there's this woman tied to this chair. What's going on? But like BJ's nowhere to be seen. It's like shadows and atmosphere. What's going on? Where is he? And all of a sudden, boom, he fucking appears in like half drag. 
hello makeup <laughs> and you're just yeah. like oh well this it's is like uh hard rouge yeah eyeshadow yeah. big lipstick <laughs> like beauty mark and uh and and he's and he's telling and it, and it's a long scene that is almost exclusively a close up of middle-aged sweaty matted stringy Very hair sweaty. unkempt beard Mickey Rooney Oof. in full garish like you know, boop boopy doop makeup, yeah. uh, and just talking for like it's like ten minutes, or it feels like it. And he's like, um, what he's doing is he's channeling that he was a big makeup artist, right? This character in Hollywood, yeah. 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 And um, and at one point he even says like, you know, Marilyn said, "Daddy, daddy, daddy, daddy." Oh. Uh, sorry, no, but Mar he's like at one point in the film, line of dialogue is like Marilyn once said, "Those aren't my eyes." As, as he's making up her eyes, those are our eyes when I'm out there, oh. you know? He was like a makeup guy in Hollywood. Well, that's the thing. Maybe the BJ Lang is a makeup guy yeah. and then he dreamed to be- A director? Yeah. And like, yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that scene, it's that an, scene- it, it rips in its own, yeah. it's like the, the weird, creepy ballad of the prog album. Right. You know? Oh, Okay. Yeah. It, well, you know, it, it's like it's, it's Peter Gabriel around. Well, there. it's very yeah. No, but I just mean it's like it's got a yeah. quiet, yeah, like aggressive insanity. Sure. You know, unlike the rest of the movie, which is screaming and strobes and uh, you know, like a slaughterhouse, yeah, and concertos and yeah. strobes. You know, one thing that's <laughs> fucking, I think one thing that's unfair <laughs> this movie has to deal with is that it, it the way it has to live off of a VHS transfer. I know. I know. You know talking about it that. needs so, to be a Blu-ray. Like, I know. Yeah, someone needs to restore it because, like, you know, it's, I'm sure they shot it in a wider frame, right? Right off the bat. And yeah. so, uh, you know, the, the colors and it because it probably could be considered an art house classic. Sure. Well, you know, you know what's I mean, a like, hint is, it, it, is the tr the trailer exists. Like oh, there's yeah, a, there's yeah, a yeah. nice transfer. Oh yeah. Of a, uh, there's a, a, a Blu-ray trailer comp. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? They put it out. It's on YouTube, oh, but it does give you a hint at how good it can wow. be. It looks pretty dope. I yeah. Because yeah. I mean like there's problems like Ganja and Hess, right? That movie had some major problems, but it's ascended to another level. This movie probably yeah. has some Shout potential. out to another one fucking hour episode. Ganja hey, and Hess in the, in the Well, archives. we're picking set pieces. So, Ma Marilyn's eyes. No, but I'm saying maybe yeah. Marcus. Do you have a pet um, scene? Well, oh. I think the best scene of the movie is the slaughterhouse. Let's get uh, into it. Or the what is the meat packing? You yeah, mean that fucked me up. Actually, well, you mean the concerto meets meat packing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is classic. Well, can I say one thing? Sure. Like just to preface it, it's your birthday. Is right, birthday boy. Is the beauty of filmmaking is this? There was a moment in on planet Earth. <laughs> Where a bunch of guys who work at a meat packing plant have to talk to this, these guys doing cellos and, and violins and concerto and going, hey, buddy, what's going on? What are we doing here yeah, at nine right. in the morning? And, he, and, and the guy's like, gin, 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 gin. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I know. Like, just, just guys, just slap the meat around and I'll just play the fiddle yeah, here. Yeah. And it's like, that happened. Yeah. yeah. And it's on Maybe. film and it's in this movie yeah. where there's a concerto yeah. playing amongst sides of beef like in Rocky. Yeah. Which is amazing. It it's like a music video predecessor. Absolutely. And it reminds me of those promo films like the Beatles did or something like when sure. the, the Day in the Life promo Absolutely. film and has that wide Absolutely. angle. Mm -hmm. People can share, uh, you Absolutely. know, orchestra people wearing costumes, like freaky. Totally. But then it's got all those sides of beef. And I love how it kind of comes uh, the, from a filmmaking perspective, the way they blended those two worlds really worked. The, like the sort of studio that he lives in, the mm -hmm, warehouse that he lives mm -hmm. in. 
and the you know they obviously had to go to a meatpacking plant or something mm-hmm. to shoot that stuff, and it does blend re- really seamlessly because well, well, you're like all of a sudden she's yeah. running through the well, hallway the meat, the, of the, beef. Well, it's like <laughs> like she's trying to escape and she's going through the wardrobe department, and yeah. so the sides of beef are representing her going through the different costumes and outfits. Right after the guy's been killed. Right. Yeah, right. Because it cross cuts and the sides of beaver because, yes, yeah, she just witnessed so the old crazy. old Charlie getting stabbed with the, you know, the, the sword. The third cast member. Right. They're yeah. they like, like, hi, dead. Yeah, there's you know, like a so, wandering. And they all look so unhealthy. He comes out and he's like, and it's it's a Keenan Wynn, who's another old, like, you know, like a Columbo yeah. hack kind of actor. Right. And he looks like shit. Yeah, yeah. He, like, it looks well, like he hasn't slept a day. We should explain for the people that yeah. basically, you know, it's a pretty much a two-person story that yeah. we've mentioned over and over again. But there is kind of one wandering, weird, drunk, possibly homeless person. Right. Named Old Charlie. That's lurking in this I'm just uh, Old warehouse. Charlie. Uh, and he's, and well, then, he's, yeah. he's, cr- he's crashing in the wardrobe department. Right, right. right. You're a dead canary. <laughs> Uh, I, I, and then, and then, then it gets into this crazy meat scene Um, but i have to say like when i saw this i was like how did they do that was this a blue screen thing or whatever and maybe because it's the transfer of the video Mm -hmm. and then it's like no shit they really fucking went there and did it and it really does feel like some sort of eastern european almost like um crazy weird or like airball scene like you'd see like an absolutely film. it's well it's 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 really classic i'm glad you mentioned that it's right? classic surrealism classic it's like uh on yeah. shannandalu yes level. yes but yes. it's on shannandalu yes. but with like 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 1971 film stock right and like uh prog album cover like suitable for framing kind yeah, of yeah. look yeah and so um it definitely and, like and black really, box theater or something you know which it's almost like a black box theater that mm-hmm. the whole world takes place yeah of course like yeah the background just falls off into black yeah. nothing yeah yeah it's, yeah totally it's pretty cool actually. well just can, can i actually let's walk in a weird way it's fun to explain the, how outrageous these set pieces are by kind of walking through and explaining so like what you get is her going with killer uh fish islands uh yeah. photography her going through a hallway oh that's the best and it's such a great great shot of her like mysteriously going through in like, slow motion endless hallway of course almost everything's in slow motion in slow motion but then like um so then that happens that she's running through the meat and it's all like crazy scattering punk rock quick cuts and then it kind of calms down and she finds quote unquote yeah the meat packing guys who are by the sides of beef who are amongst the literally it's a concerto like dressed up yeah. like they're doing the philharmonic and they're like no 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 you don't hear them yeah. and you see her and she starts dancing and 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 like God. at first it's sort of lyrical like you hear it it's not what they're playing but you hear it and she's dancing and she has this very drugged out blank dead-eyed oh. like like what is it like what is that like um 30 30 yard Stare. Oh, stare. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's just staring blankly and yeah, dancing yeah, in her yeah. dress but then the music changes right. to like that kind of percussive Moog synthesizer yeah I love like that and you're like 
and it goes on. Yeah. Here's the other thing. All these go on for a really long, they're not like accents. Yeah. This is the film. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, like there's that crazy 28 seconds. It's like, no. this is four minutes. Yeah, yeah. it becomes kind of trans. Oh, and then it ends with solarization where they invert oh, the Oh, I was going to mention that. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, the solarization little little accents are very Baller. nice. She gets yeah. under the spell and starts dancing and participating in that scene. Oh, because like, she runs into the concerto in the meatpacking. <laughs> right, right. Who wouldn't, like, who wouldn't start dancing <laughs> when you see a concerto in the meatpacking district? <laughs> right. meat uh, yeah, I was thinking yard. it's supposed to be that she's like, she's traumatized, she's starving to death, right? And so she's like, oh. we're seeing the outward version of her inner hallucination. She is, she is either, has either always been as insane as BJ or BJ has turned her insane. Yeah. True. Insane. And that's she's good, a lost cause. We should explain that as well, too, because that's another thing. Her, uh, there's a good portion where a lot of her dialogue is just. <laughs> I'm hungry, Mr. Lang. BJ, I need food, Mr. Lang. Oh, oh Mr. Lang, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hungry, Mr. <laughs> Lang. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. Well, <laughs> quick shout out to Luana Anders, though. So sure, I'll but I got a scene. I got to get in. Luana Anders, yeah, I got a scene too, bro. You know, so so okay. So Luana Anders, big shouts to her. Um, I never knew her when I first saw the film, and then slowly yeah. you start seeing her. She's in The Trip. Yeah, she's in Night Tide mm -hmm. with Dennis Hopper. Yeah, uh, she's an Easy Rider. Uh, you know, with, and and so you realize uh, over time, or I did that she's one of those really cool people from Hollywood. That totally. In the early 60s, yeah. these people were doing the late 60s. Yeah. And it's Jack Nicholson mm -hmm. and it's right, Dennis right. Hopper and it's, um, you know, yeah. uh, all those guys. Yeah. And um, totally. she was like one of the big females in, in that scene. And so like, she looks like she was really tied with Jack Nicholson. She's in like the two Jakes. Well, can I know? say, <laughs> I know this because yeah. she helped to discover uh, or helped, you know, get, you know, bring people together in this kind of emerging new Hollywood that was happening. And she actually is credited, I guess, as um, convincing an unknown Jack Nicholson to join her improv acting classes. Wow. So there might not be the Jack Nicholson we know today if Without it weren't for this chance sort of meeting between well the two. Wow. shout out to her it's it's a really that's another brave performance yeah and, and I'll just I'll, uh, my 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 moment with Luana Anders is um something maybe that's the most ill thing I've ever seen in the most ill movie I've ever seen this film is it's a woman who's gesturing oh, with yeah. her lips like this to a small spoon of baby food. I know. Because he's got it in front of her mouth, but it's just out of reach of her mouth. She's going, and it's like, I think that's when my brain broke. I was like, what am I watching? It's like, you know, like it's like grotesque it's, and it is very surrealism. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's air ball level. That's it what really I said. Is. Yeah. yeah. Like you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I think the movie's supposed to, it's trying to make you feel how he's torturing her. I think the way. film, and this is my note. I think the film is in, its whole intention is to make you go insane. Yeah, it's like mm. a virus spreading. He's insane, mm -hmm. then she's insane, yeah. then you're insane. <laughs> right. You know, like right? Right. It, yeah. Man, that way Fuck it's yeah. very effective. Can I do a set piece? Um, yes, if yes, you can. Then um, the the only yeah, please. You want a Luana? Luana? Well, no, I, I I think maybe it's the same one. I don't know. I think we have to talk about. Is it the same one? Now well, I'm confused, Mister Lang. The, well, no, the one about where um, he's chasing her with the. Oh Jesus! I, I timed it. It's about five minutes. Okay, so this Go is for a, it. Go it feels for about it. twice that long. Okay, it's it's all in slow motion, and it kind of. I mean, when you say slow motion, oh, you yeah. mean like frames are ticking off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah.
yeah, oh, it is. It's very. It's slow. like um, walking on the moon. Yeah, slow motion. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's oh, really slow. Oh, but it does remind like, me of like if you didn't play it back in slow motion, that sequence would be twelve seconds. Yes, exactly. But it's five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to think about yeah. it. But it does remind me of shout out to um, previous one fucking hour episode, Sledgehammer, a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah, doesn't it? Mm, of course, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's definitely if you're into the episode we did on Sledgehammer, you definitely be into this movie because again, it's another yeah. movie that sort of is an accidental. Maybe not as Sledgehammer is more accidental art than this obviously is, yeah, but yeah. it falls in the same kind of category. And this one particular scene of him chasing her with like a what do you call that? Like a rapier, like a rapier. That's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, chasing because her, he's Cyrano. Right, of course. He's chasing her with a rapier. And he's wearing, by the way, for oh, yeah. 90% of the time in the oh, film, he's wearing a, a, a Cyrano uh, big nose. I know. And he never takes it off. It's not in the beginning, but then the rest of the film, he puts it on once and it's and on it's, the whole yeah. time. The rest of the film. He's Always. killing, he's getting murdered, he's dying, <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, like chasing, and he's wearing like yeah, I know. grotesque, absurd looking nose. <laughs> that's tough. Let's not forget that. That's, but yes, so yeah. the chase. Yeah, so, so then there's this crazy slow motion chase and that's the, to me, the most trippy hard I agree with you. It's I, I wrote down some yeah. crazy notes like, Hardcore prog rock, yeah, like yeah. brain melting. No, but you know what? And also, strobe light in that time. No, not then. Yeah, but the thing is, is uh, a big, big shout out because half of it, it's complimented. It's incredibly hardcore slow motion, mm. and then the music. And this is a real shout out to Gil Malay. He's he, what he's doing is he's stabbing like single sour Moog synthesizer notes. Yeah, and he's going through like times one delay with seriously long uh, yeah. uh tail oh like yeah yeah well, well yeah but i mean like a tail so it's like so it'd be like like noise 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 <laughs> sound 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 it's that times one times yeah. one is a very trippy yeah it is uh pace it, is. it has a lot of yeah and goes, delay work in yeah exactly so the so the sound i mean i've pulled i made mp3s of all these songs these, really? These sound parts. Yeah, oh, shit, absolutely. Share them, bro. Listen to them, you know, yeah. on the drive home. So, so uh, <laughs> of course. Well, okay, I have a set piece. Okay, so, um, But that one is... Guys, no, no, it's incredible. That's a killer moment. And I felt moment. like timing it. Yeah, it's, it's about five minutes of your life. And that's the thing, because <laughs> most films... Uh, every other film is sane because it would not do that yeah. because it would be like, you, it would get trippy for a minute and it would be like, eh, we're doing like 40 seconds on that really intense yeah. slow moke thing. But they're like, no, five minutes, minutes. live here. Yeah. This is why this exists. This yeah. is what this film is. Right. And it's not like something they stretched out for the link, for the runtime. Like, oh, like yeah. to pad know, it like or anything. The intention. No, it's, 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 this is a choice. It's an artistic statement. Okay, <laughs> Go we're running out of time. I got a set yeah. piece that I feel minutes. is the, I realize is the heart of the film. Okay. Now, earlier I was talking about, you know, like Krusty the Clown is having mm -hmm. a, a, like an ego death breakdown with <laughs> acid and psychotherapy, you know. Love Chubby it. Checker's not, you know, doing the twist again. He's like, you know, lying on the floor screaming for his mother and crying. <laughs> And so there's a scene in this film called, you know, The Party. Right. So, uh, right. and it's a great moment. And what's really exciting about it is, it's true, the film does open up. You don't just have uh, him and her. Yeah. It's suddenly lots of people. And I'm, I'm very mystified. I don't, I probably will never know. Well, I'll never know. We'll never know who the people were in this party scene. Because right. there's like over two dozen people. And they all look like real wild freakazoid, kind of like yeah. groupies, maybe like male prostitutes, weird old ladies. They're living in the other units of the of the loft, is what I think. No. No. <laughs> don't say that. No. The other I mean, loft dwellers. No, are. like no, in real life. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, the thing is, this, like I said, behind this, the, the camera, there's a lot of freaky f yeah, freak brothers scene. energy. Yeah, yeah so scene, scene. they're probably all just friends of, of, of the crew. That's what I meant. So, um, but anyway, this set piece is really important because uh, it, it's basically BJ, uh, it, it's slow motion, and there's sort of moody jazz going on mostly mm -hmm. in this section. And there's all these people, and they look really wild, and it looks like a really cool party, actually. And like he's going around, and he's like kissing everybody, and he's just, and he's shorter than everybody. So he looks like weird and pathetic and kind of hermunculus and kind of like sweaty <laughs> and like stringy haired, and like, love me. Uh, uh, it's all these like people at this party, and they're all like, all these cool 20 year old hippies and he's like love me <gasps> and you know and it's and at one point it just disintegrates into like pure uh like 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 pure cinema yeah. where he's just um he's being hugged by like these dozens of people yeah and he's in the center and he's just going Pain! and he's screaming <laughs> yeah. he's crying he's laughing he's yelling he's angry yeah. he's sad yeah. he's happy and he's going through all the paces of being a, a human with emotions in the center of all these people who are supporting him going through his thing. So it is like an ego death, like, like he's having a second birth well, thing and, and uh, you know, like experimental like group acid. therapy. Yeah. And well, it feels, yeah, it feels like a, like a sort of ayahuasca or like, yes. a, or, or like a, like a, Perfect. like a est embrace, like a yes. post. All of that yeah. and more. <laughs> He's having that. And then, and then the scene's not over though. So that's, this the heart of it. And I do think this is the soul of the film, this right. moment. Yeah. And it Jesus. ends though, it winds up because it's another long scene because mm -hmm. it's the point of the film are these moments is um, the party's happening and he just starts going, Love, love, and he's just screaming to himself, uh, like amongst the, the the tall people, love, and 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 then the thing is, and we were talking about this is like um, all these. I love the choices that this film makes, and it's all again very considered. Sure, there's moody jazz. You don't otherwise oh, yeah. hear. You don't otherwise hear the party ever. Right. You just hear him come up going love, and it's of course drenched in echo love, and um, and he's screaming for love, and there's a a, a baby yeah. in in there. So there's all these twenty year old oh, hippies, yeah, 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 yeah. and then there's That's a little freaky. baby, and he starts focusing on the baby, and then he just starts sweating like a monster, and he's looking at the baby, and he looks like he's really collapsing behind his eyes and he's law he's not Mickey Rooney. Like he doesn't know his name anymore. And he's just going, baby. And he starts just hugging the baby. And he's hugging it like right. like like it's a person hugging their own life yeah. and love. The baby's him, yeah. Yeah. And I my theory is that the baby's him because he wants to go back to the womb yeah. and be innocent that's before what's... well last thing before the corruption of all these Hollywood people. Yeah. Oh. It's really that that analysis of it makes mm. this film that on the surface it just seems like a, a babbling yeah. Psychopath. I sound insane describing I was just thinking, <laughs> yeah. like, people are going to think we're making this up. No, go ahead. Yeah, right. no, I mean, By uh, the way, the prank uh, trolling, there's no movie. Called yeah. <laughs> there's no movie called BJ Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, riffing. Movie we're just BJ fucking Lane. around. We're, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just making this up. Well, it sounds like, I mean, at the surface, this movie just seems like a, a Mickey Rooney sh shouting, you know, for yeah. a 90 minutes or whatever. Pretty but much. that analysis of that scene makes it seem very subtle. Yes. They're not, you know, when you're looking at it through the lens right. of Est or uh, Scream right. Therapy, yeah. that rebirth scene, you know. Well, I have, I have two it notes about it. makes it seem about like that. a subtle. You know, this movie that's not subtle at all in any other right. capacity. Well, just, yeah. Well, that it, moment does seem very yeah. clever and like well- right. 
uh, considered executed, like, and yeah. it's and yeah. it's like doing what it, it had an intention and it kind of succeeded. Yeah, shockingly. No, I know exactly. There you go. No, I have a couple <laughs> notes on that really one. Good. I forgot to mention that the, this whole episode, the party scene, starts with BJ alone in the chair, as he often is, and he's just saying, "No, no friends, no family, no friends, no family, just alone," and he just says zero. <laughs> zero like that's where yeah. his, his head is starting and then has the fantasy second little thing is there's the um the very progressive psychoanalyst called rd lang yeah l a that's right l a i n g yeah. i've always had a theory well, of course for all these years that it's a clear reference bj lang presents to R.D. Lang presents, R.D. Lang presents, is, because uh, uh, R.D. Lang, he, he was very famous. I'll try to give it a shorthand, but like his theory was um, a very progressive idea of psychoanalysis. Self-help self kind of guy. No, well, no? It, no, it was more like, and I'm making this very simplistic, but like right. his idea in a button is just like, um, just go crazy. Right. And mm -hmm. just let it all hang out. Right. And if you want to stand up and take off all your clothes and pee on the floor, just do it. Just do it. Just feel it Get and it just out. go. Get just, it out. Just go and be and Release. exist and exist and exist and exist. And there's no barriers and just, right. I mean, short of like murdering somebody or yourself. Right. Or maybe you murder yourself. You maybe. know, just like be, exist, exist, exist mm. before any kind of like societal mm. constraints or even like personal hangup constraints. And just be, scream, hate yourself. Like, like you know, or cry, start crying. You know, like just be, huh. exist first and be truly honest with yourself. Right. And- so that means, of course, yeah. B.J. Lang is referencing R.D. Lang's psychoanalysis. So, wow. so, so do you think that there's some like, is Can't it possible? But, is, but is it possible that like Mickey Rooney really was going through all this stuff with these, you know, programs or he must? Being being, I don't know specifically, but he must have, right? Because it was in the zeitgeist. Yeah. He was Krusty the Clown, seventy-one yeah. too, right? Just, yeah, because it really was a part of the culture. Then the zeitgeist the, uh, skidoo, yeah. right? With like you've got all the old. Yeah. Old actors. Right. He's doing, in, he's in Skidoo, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Or like the Everly Brothers have a psychedelic album. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone was trying to do things. Trying it out. Let's do the twist again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, well, it was, it was what everybody was doing for like, like eight months, geez. you know, and like uh, after Easy Riders, like 1970s, right? right? When the film was shot. So anyway, so those are, so yeah, the party scene, I think is, I think you put it well, like, it's actually a it's monster scene. success. Yeah, like and and it's very uh, evocative and 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 just to, to put a button on what you're saying is yeah. I think there's clear evidence. All the evidence I need uh, to to know that he did go through this kind of therapy is in those scenes. Those scenes, yeah, because that's not that's acting. what it's about. That's not that's acting. Why he yeah. would that is be not acting contributing to this movie, you know, and right. like and and would be giving so much of himself to it because he believed he had. You to know what? How about this? It's art as therapy, right? There you go. Right. That was another sure. kind of like wild idea. Wild back idea. Then, yeah. Which is you're not making art to make money or be famous. Right. Or to like, you know, have mm. ego. You're here to do art to like like go through something, yeah. which is actually getting very Ordorowski. Totally. This is a very well, you know, and guess what was a huge midnight movie? Right. Right when BJ Lang comes out El is Topo. El Topo. Of course. Right. And and you know, like yeah. John Lennon and Yoko are like like obsessed with El Topo was just. And, and by the way, scream therapy. No, and, and by the way, actually, yeah. the Beatles, the John Lennon's not a bad example. It's like, yeah. like she loves you, yeah, yeah. Totally naked album cover. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, right. Four years later. Yeah, mo yeah. screaming mother. Like screaming brother, with yeah. naked yeah. album covers, but you were doing like, like she loves yeah. you, like yeah. you know. <laughs> well, it might as well be Chubby but, Checker. Yeah. Well, 
We got about just two oh, minutes geez. left in the goddamn hour here. I, don't know. Uh, I have a lot of notes. I know. I don't know. I know. Yeah. But I just, you know, I we just covered wanted, a lot. Yeah, we we sure did. I mean, this yeah. this de- definitely. If, if you, I'm I'm hoping it sounds like to many people out there, this is one of the most fucking insane movies you yeah. can possibly experience. It, it really um, is yeah. for several reasons. Yeah, yeah, and and it's very Tom to me in a lot of ways when i when i was watching it i was definitely laughing at just you know the, it's a lot of your sensibilities on display in terms of the things that you really respond to it's true and i think there was even maybe a sliver of you may not wanting to peel back the curtain to share this movie with the rest of society like you were saving it for a some protective over little little protective no, are, I don't are know you about protective but just uh were you saving it for some big it's just big plans for it. I don't know. I've had a problem my whole life and this sounds like a douchebag thing, but it's no, like, tell us. I feel like I don't even want to start trying to articulate like things that interest me because like, like 1% of the population will care, you know? So it's just like, oh, like I'm just, my whole life is just like, oh, forget it. Don't, I don't know. Don't, don't, BJ Lang, I don't know, I don't know. But I, but like, I do like to double down sometimes. And, and right. yeah, in this case, sure. Because look, most of you are like a hard no yeah. And I, I respect that and I understand that. A yeah. lot of reviews, like on letter Letterboxd hates this movie. I know. Like almost every letterbox should is say a, that. as a hard no. Most people but like one out of ten of the IMDB comments are like uh Oh, it's brilliant. But everyone else is usually like, piece of shit. It's a lot of people who are just Mickey Rooney fans yeah. on ANTP are like, right. what happened? Right. Which I love because right. I, I think of I think of a guy who's um, going to the movies and seeing this like, oh, I loved Andy Hardy movies from the 40s. I love Mickey Rooney movies, him and Judy Garland. And imagine getting smacked in the fucking jaw by this film. Yeah. Like, like, like we had our experiences yeah. with this, but imagine yeah. being yeah. just a fan of like old timey Hollywood Andy oh my God. Rooney, uh, Mickey Rooney right. and just being like, oh my God. God. Well, yeah, it works both ways though. It's like imagine being a an art house experimental movie fan and then being being confronted with, with Andy spring, Rooney. Spring, yeah. Sweaty yeah. Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Yeah. I know. Not Andy it, Rooney. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it goes yeah. both but ways. It's true. <laughs> it is truly, I'll just say at the end, this is a absolutely a cultural artifact. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. This is a slice of history. Yeah, you're right. And a, a real curio artifact. And I'm really glad we did it because Me too. man, we there's no other circumstance in which we would have. All right, everybody. Um Whoop, that was the hour. Let me stop. Leo, I'm hearing the Fletch theme. That was is my, that, is that your uh, yeah, ringtone? The Fletch theme is my ringtone. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. um, all right, everybody. That was one fucking hour on BJ Lang Presents. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Happy birthday, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, it's almost not enough hey time. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm not even close. Thanks for indulging me. Of course. Um, and uh yeah. um, if you didn't like it, you know, I, you have been you have been warned. Yes, you've been warned. <laughs> it's a film for yeah. just about nobody. It's true. It really is not a civilian, yeah. uh, made for civilians. We're making it, we're actually, it's another problem. I'm not extending. I'm just saying uh, it's hard to make it, we make it, we're making it sound more fun than it is. Yes, that's like, true. And, you, and when you just describe the film, it sounds more fun. It's like, oh shit. But it's just like, when you do it, it's something else. Well, this Painful is, at times. this is going to be a good way for people. Few ways. This is going to be a good way for people to digest all the things about the movie. I mean, it's it's Maybe kind of your viewing. Yeah, this is your Cliff Notes Dakota Ring on <laughs> um, BJ Lang presents. But all right, well, let's talk about next week. Shall we do it? Should we just mm-hmm. get into the what's what's on the horizon? So um, we have next week. We're doing something pretty radically different. Very excited. Yeah, I mean, this was different. We're doing th- this was very. We're different. doing the contemporary decade. We are. Which is that's really saying something for us. Yeah, we, Avatar. We, 
too. Well, <laughs> I'd do it. No, uh, we, we've done Babylon, which was oh yeah, you're right, <laughs> contemporary. Yeah, but we are doing something that uh, technically, I guess, you would say is television, right? Right, which even though it's not really television because it's the streaming thing. Uh, who knows? But these, it's kind of terms TV. these days. Yeah. The way I look at uh, is oh, no, it, TV? it is television. It was on television. Fuck, it was on Comedy Central. Right, but I'm saying the way I see it is just uh, the running time uh, matters to me with these classifications. Yes, and it is feature length. Feature length. So I kind of look at it like yes. it's kind of a movie. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be doing uh, as next week's one fucking hour. We're going to be looking at Nathan Fielder's guy we've referenced on the show quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Canadian comedian, Canadian comedian, who's been uh, tearing it up with Nathan for you and recently his show, The Rehearsal. The Rehearsal. But I think the best thing he's ever done, and I think uh, something that definitely begs hard dissection, is his uh, feature-length finale of Nathan for You, which was uh, Finding Francis. So next week, That's great. we're going to be doing one fucking hour awesome. on Finding Francis. And I got to tell you, I'm really excited about that because... There's a lot to fucking talk about. Yeah, lot to unpack. Also, just we're like, I guess we're all Fielder uh, fanboys, so yeah, you know, just just a love fest for him. Well, all the way back to Side of Smooth for with Fielder. Yeah, really, you? Well, I mean, now I like it. Okay, oh, okay, <laughs> but it, it's like you know, for me, it's it's oh, man. He, I guess, out of the rehearsal, there's been a lot of debate. I think around Nathan in terms yeah, of his true. intention yeah. and what his process is and mm -hmm. is it like ethical and yeah. is it, there's a lot of interesting things to unpack there but I think Finding Francis is just one of the more fascinating things I've seen and it's kind of time. proto the rehearsal in a way oh it is like it's 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 a bridge between absolutely uh, you know yeah. his, his half hour show and right. the longer form and the and the more uh, kind of deep and less uh gag oriented uh, rehearsal yes it trend is that he's had absolutely recently. absolutely uh, so yeah great so I'm we're gonna, so, so we're going to be looking at it a as, different kind of insanity yeah no a very different kind of insanity but we're going to be looking at it as a standalone doc i think that's the context in which we're looking yeah, at it right as so anyway next week one fucking hour on finding francis um anything else you want to say to the good people uh before we uh let them go uh you know give the movie give bj lang a shot but uh you know Feel free to turn it off, you know. <laughs> like, or not watch it at all? Or do you want people you want people to see it? Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Give, it's it's on it are you saying it's on YouTube. Oh, shit. You can still watch it at 1.5 speed if yeah. Yeah. Oh god. It might not be fast enough. Yeah. We uh well, no. I was gonna say 0.5 speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's on 0.5 speed. Um but uh we, yeah, we should say everybody that uh BJ Lang presents is on YouTube under the name. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, the VHS. Oh Jesus, give me my bag. Sorry, oh. give me my, really? my bag. Oh, just really quick. Just give me my bag. Um, yeah, it was called the mini. It's uh, the VHS release. Thank God it was put out on VHS on Vestron Video uh, in the nineteen eighty five, mid eighties. And um, so indeed, it's 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 been distributed mostly for its uh, VHS title. Oh shit! Which is the Manipulator. Wow, punching on that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Prize possession. Baby. I got to get um, one of those. So it's called The Manipulator. Painting. Yeah. So so on YouTube, it's called The Manipulator. 1971. Uh, that's how I watched it today. Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh, it's all yours if you want it. Yeah. So just go on YouTube, search uh, The Manipulator 1971. That painting is so horrific. I know. It doesn't we'll even also, look like it. doesn't look like him at all. I know. It's insane. <laughs> all right. We'll also, we'll also get a, a link in the description directly to the YouTube video if you want to watch the movie still. Yeah. Shout out to that. All right, everybody. Well, we can't leave you, uh, of course, without your moment, moment of zen. And uh, all right, take it away. 
All right, guys. See you next week. Take care. Bye, Bye everybody. From wherever we are. Bring it we'll over bring here, it over. Andy. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. Talk, talk to Mickey. Yeah. No, no, no. no. You. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey. <laughs> Hi, God. <laughs> Suffering from ostrich breath. He's oh. got he's got ostrich breath. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. <laughs>